Greetings and warm welcome to another exciting episode of our Tech Focus podcast, The Third Sight. In today's session, we are diving into a fascinating topic that's currently making waves, a transformation of customer conversations into valuable insights. The ability of a company to achieve growth beyond the market average is somewhere I feel deeply rooted into the understanding of consumer insights and also its proficiency to turning those insights into impactful actions. But the question remains, how you devise a data site insight framework that is both forward-looking and practical. To talk about the subject and much more, we are pleased to have Preet Saxena join us today on this podcast. With nearly 17 years of extensive experience in the realms of analytics, Preet has been an influential figure in service-oriented organizations. She's been handling global clients and setting up lot of analytics practice in most of these companies. In her current role, Preet is playing a pivotal role in analytics solution, delivery, and center of excellence within the data and analytics service lights. Welcome, Preet. Thank you. Uh, let's straight dive into some very, very important questions. Now, one of the big things uh, that I am always trying to understand is that why should a company prioritize data-driven approaches? Sure. So these days, data is the new oil. I, every customer interacts with you via multiple channels. They write it on social media. They put it app reviews, posts using your app. They write or they even call you. They write emails. They give you a chat. So there are multiple channels in which consumers interact with you. So the idea here is to capture all these conversations, these data points, and translate them to actionable insights. Now, a particular brand really don't even need to have a view of just their own brand. They need to have a close eye on what competition is doing, what are the industry trends, what are the community level discussions that are going on. So even a, a, a bank would really want to understand what a player like Swiggy or Uber is doing. So data-driven approaches definitely help you validate here the decisions that we take and what are the next, I mean, even, even to validate the decisions that you take in terms of the results that you get. So while this sounds beautiful, you know, everybody wants to kind of get into this particular state and, and you know, uh, everybody needs that kind of data. But I still feel that a lot of companies feel that it's very challenging and therefore uh, they've not been able to kind of adopt uh, a data-oriented approach to the extent that they should. So what are the typical challenges that keep companies away from being data-driven? I think, I think while we say data is the new oil, data is the only challenge, I would say, the biggest one because there are four V's associated with data. Number one is the volume at which, the scale at which we are generating it. Number two, definitely the type of data that we are generating. So gone are the days where we had a particular standard table of data and we used to do analytics just on that. We have all form of unstructured data available these days, be it text, video, images, audios. So even 80% of the unstructured data is just generated in last two years only. So the, the volume at which we are generating data, the variety that we are getting in terms of the structured, unstructured data, and then comes the veracity aspect also, and the velocity. So velocity, I mean, all the streaming data, people want real-time insights. They don't want even the data that was generated last day itself. So velocity at which we have the data coming uh, at, our, at our place, and definitely the trustworthiness of the data. So once we have all these four pillars sorted that are with respect to data, we, we can rely on the data that we are actually using to build our models. I think I think half of the battle is sorted. 
So once we have the right data in place, then it's all about using the right techniques to translate uh, the, that into actionable insights. But yeah, I think I think data is is the biggest uh, battle that you have to fight. Absolutely, there's no uh, two ways about it. Now, uh, as an expert yourself, and also as part of an organization that has got a very evolved process when it comes to data insights and data analytics. Uh, what do you have to offer to make a company data-driven? Yeah, definitely. So there are multiple ways to do that. One of the framework that we came up with, C2I framework, conversation to insights. Now what C2I is all about is, first of all, half of the job is like you need to bring all data points together. So if, if your data is scattered in multiple channels, because brand these days receive 10 different reports for 10 different channels. So the the first part of the battle is to bring the, all of that data together. Now, once that data is in place to integrate it, so definitely data engineering principles are required to integrate that data in a sorted manner. And then we apply business-driven taxonomies, like for example, what is relevant, what is actionable for the business, be it a supply chain or a packaging or a marketing or the quality of the product, so every department has to take their own actions in terms of how they can translate these insights that we are getting from data into different actions. So C2I framework actually helps you translate the conversations coming from multiple channels into actionable insights. Now what goes within that is definitely a whole bunch of technical experts. There are data scientists, data engineers, uh, NLP specialists involved. Who, who help, who build all these engines and give you actionable insights at the end. So C2I is one of our flagship framework that we use and deliver for many of our clients. But apart from that, not only just it helps you understand your customers better, it helps you elevate your brand equity also. And this is industry agnostic, so this particular framework can be used in any industry? Absolutely, absolutely, any industry. All these taxonomies that we build uh, internally are fine-tweaked fine a bit, basis the industry requirement, basis the client requirements, but definitely the framework, the 80% of the job is already ready with us. And what kind of industries have taken a forefront, uh, you know, for, forefront position on all of this? What kind of industries are actually benefiting the maximum from the C2I platform? Yeah, I think retail and banking, these two are absolutely ahead of the value curve especially the retail clients, because consumer experience is one of their important preference, how a customer feels when they use their products. So so uh, FMCG companies really want to understand, and they have very rich data that is being generated on social media. Similarly, for a banks also, they are using digital channels as a, as a knowledge management, because say, for example, if you really want to understand the last balance or whatever your credit card, limit is all about. You can do all this self-serve as well. So they are doing all these, you can say, educational campaigns via social media and they are getting good response as well. So I think I think uh, retail and banking are really ahead of the curve, but needless to say, other industries like automotive and, uh, and, and other industries are definitely in the league as well. This sounds like very, very interesting and amazing. So tell me something, I was just reading somewhere that uh, you know, reputation management is also very, very critical and C2I at certain point also helps companies with reputation management in terms of driving insights. Uh, so would you be able to kind of elaborate on that a bit? Yeah, sure. So I think, I think first of all, reputation management has become absolutely important and critical thing for every brand. Now people these days post everything good, bad, ugly on social media to manage your reputation is, is one of the critical factors and C2I helps you do that. 
and not only just reputation management there are other aspects associated as well like for example if i really want to understand what my customer persona is all about and i want to deep dive into their insights so i can do it via c2i so it covers the entire spectrum of your customer insights brand insights managing the online reputation evaluating the content that you are posting and understanding the campaign performance and just uh, touch upon each one of them a, a bit so let's start with customer insights first so i want to understand what my customers are saying on online platforms so i really want to understand the intent of their conversations likely for example they are giving feedback or they are asking some queries or they are just asking some some posting some bad stuff about my brand so i want to understand the intent of that conversation and also their personas now one traditional way of marketing is like just putting it under various broad segments and then you do mass marketing for that particular segment that is one way of doing that now understanding customer personas also involve what are their habits now there is a very gold mine of data that is available with us but there is one pseudo freely available field as leveraging their twitter profile so if someone is putting these are my hobbies this is my age bracket this is my gender and all that so just leverage that and marry it with the kind of conversation that they are doing online so that will help you create those personas so therefore you will have further personalized experience that you can offer to them by understanding your customer personas and their intent of their conversation so this was one element of c2i moving on to the brand equity now we really coined a term named brand health index so that's one quantitative score that you get every month which helps you understand what is working for your brand what is not working for your brand so bhi actually is can can act as a lever to take those desired actions second aspect is whatever i mean you can say statements that you are wanted to post online associated with your brand how well they are resonating with your customer what is the awareness of your brand what is the equity what is the desirability of your brand all that can be punched out can be extracted from online material online data that is freely available to you so c2a helps you leave that and leverage that the third aspect is definitely reputation management now there are tons of tools available in the market that sets help you set alerts so like someone is posting which something which is extremely negative in sentiment and had it been done by some influencer or some detractors or some some big celebrity so i think i think your entire brand equity gone will go on a toss and similarly the other way around if say for example some famous cricketer would post something very very positive about your brand the entire sales shoot up as well so i think leveraging these opportunities if someone post something positive moment marketing this is all trending on online media for sure but there are other aspects of reputation management as well to get you how ready you should be so say for example a trend is going on we will just initially monitor that situation what is being said who is saying it how often it is being said on what platform they are saying that so we just coin a complete framework together to give you that brand barometer like how ready you should be for that particular situation so it could be a disaster for you so that your corporate marketing teams and your messaging teams should be ready what could be the statements they want to issue in in public so so that all that readiness can be done or if it's just a normal trend that you just need to monitor and keep an eye on then also we give you recommendations that you just need to monitor that only so this is all about reputation management that you can do via c2i and not only just that on in terms of content that brands post these days so there are gifs browsers videos small videos reels 
So there is tons of format that you post on your social media handles. Now it's really important to understand what is resonating well with your end customers. So say for example, an end customer wanted if you're just posting some information or a knowledge or you're just doing some moment marketing or you're just celebrating some festivities, what exactly are the themes that resonate well with your customer? So this is all about content evaluation to actually do some amplification of your reach, of your content that you're posting. And the last leg, but, but not the least, is the campaign performance. Now traditionally, what we always do when we launch any hashtag or any campaign is we just monitor quantitative metrics like reach, impressions, and all that. But there's a hidden qualitative aspect as well. Let me give you an one example. Say, for example, I'm launching a campaign with, with some, say it's an edible stuff and a hashtag associated with it. I really want to understand before launch of the campaign, if the theme is taste all about, what was the trending or associated words before launch of that campaign? And then I would like to understand during launch of that campaign, when I ran that for 10 days, how it how the trend evolved around that theme of taste and then after launch of that campaign. So this will actually help me understand the shift in behavior, the shift in themes, the shift in sentiments around that campaign. So that is how we augment our clients, our, their brand teams to not only just look campaigns in one particular way with respect to reach and impression, but just understand the qualitative aspect, how your campaign actually changed the mindset of your end customers. So I think in, in summary, C2A encompasses all of it. The idea here is to elevate your customer experience, improve the brand equity, gain some competitive intelligence as well. And definitely we give you feeds for innovation also. So that is the power of C2A. No, that's brilliant. And being from the marketing side, such kind of conversations always kind of excite me. So. Uh, really thank you for bringing that to to the attention of all of us. Uh, important question, and I was kind of, again, uh, I keep doing a lot of research and stuff and reading. Uh, I heard somewhere somebody talk about the fact that uh, uh, actually trying to understand customer behavior has become very complex. Yeah. Um, and post-COVID even more. There was a very different universe before COVID, then a very different universe after COVID. And after COVID, these patterns are changing every year. So in the last three years, there have been three different patterns of consumer behavior. So I've heard many of the top marketers talking about the fact that you should get back to mass marketing because analytics will not be able to drive that kind of precision that probably it was possible pre-COVID. And the reason that they give is because there was a certain pattern. But now consumers are working or behaving without patterns. And that has made it very, very difficult to very... Uh, you know, uh, with a lot of confidence say that this is the pattern that is evolving, this is the trend that is evolving, and therefore put all your money instead. What would you say to that? I mean, say, you are kind of batting for uh, analytics. Yeah. And I'm talking about another very divergent view which says that analytics probably doesn't hold good given the, the, the huge, you know, churn that is happening in how consumers are behaving or, you know, almost about um, on a daily basis and stuff like that. How would you defend that, uh, you know, against a mass marketing situation? Yeah, this is extremely relevant question, Chandana. So, so there are two sides of this coin. So one aspect is while we say, okay, mass marketing and all will work and traditionally has been working for a while. But I think we are living in an era where consumers are actually expecting a Netflix kind of an experience from every brand. They just want whatever personalization can be done for me 
I want that. So that is the kind of expectation of the consumers these days. While I agree to your point, like pre-COVID, during COVID and after COVID, there is a complete shift and there's no clear patterns right now. In fact, in fact, the lot of habits in terms of the shopping patterns, in terms of the living style and all that has completely changed. That has not yet moved from ages. So I think on one side, I completely agree that the trends are not clear. It's a little hazy, but I would still say only via analytics, you will be able to understand your customers better. I think analytics is that one lever where you can actually understand and create further nano segmentation of your customers. So nano segmentation is the personalization is the key these days. Only when you give that personalized experience and beat any item, any any beat apparels, beat and edible products and so on and so forth, you need to give that personalized experience. So that is what I feel. Wonderful. Now coming back to a more transactional and operational stuff, right? So uh, C to I. How does it integrate? Because one of the biggest challenges that any uh, any data platform has or inside platform has is that the organization, larger organizations already have a big data economy and universe, right? Uh, fitting platforms and, 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 and different kind of tools into the ecosystem is quite complex. So how easy is it to integrate a C2I to existing ecosystem that anybody would have? Yeah, extremely relevant point. So, so Shantanu, what exactly we do is not only C2I, for all our data and analytics solution that we offer, we deliver them via CIP. CIP is our in-house concentric insights platform that you can just imagine like a workbench where inflow is coming and output is coming. Now for any organization, be it a big scale, huge organization or a small scale startup, what CIP enables is any data feed that is coming, be it a streaming data or be it a batch file or an Excel file or, or any form of unstructured data also. CIP gives you power to integrate it for all the data streams that are coming your way. Then we apply all our algorithms, all our models using that platform only and the output is given to the desired business teams. So I think, I think CIP is what sets us apart from our competition as well. This is our own homegrown uh, platform, this is a self-serve analytics platform, which which actually enables any large-scale deployments as well. So uh, actually you answered my last question, which is basically around scalability. So this has got scalability is what you say. Okay. So it can match any scale of an organization. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's wonderful. Now, uh, before we kind of come to a close, uh, this was wonderful talking to you and uh, this is in our, as I said, in the marketing space. So always very, very excited to kind of learn and see how analytics can help because uh, as a marketer also for me also gone are the traditional days and ways of doing things and analytics plays, plays a very, very critical role in how we kind of work these days as well. So, so great insights for us as well. I'm sure a lot of people would enjoy that. Last question, which is slightly broader, right? Um, you're a woman leader um, in the tech space. So what do you think, what should people, women who want to kind of take up analytics and AI as a profession, what is your suggestion or advice for them? Yeah, surely. I think uh, if you have inclination towards analytical thinking or solving complex business problems, do some interesting coding. So it's a, this, this industry is all about a mix of all. You need a little mathematics, you need a little creativity and some design thinking. So if you have inclination towards all these fields, then definitely this is your go-to career. One should definitely pursue. 
Also, from an opportunity standpoint, also there are ample opportunities available in market. You talk about any industry, banking, telco. There are analytics is something that everyone needs. And and going forward, it's all about huge data that that the world would be generating. So people need data scientists. People need data engineers to solve those problems and bring me- meaningful insights out of it. So I think uh, if if you just find out your inclination, find out your uh, passion areas, and if you have a little analytical thinking, go and get this. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. I think there was a lot of learning for all of us here, and uh, um, brilliant talking to you. And we hope that we'll host you again. So thank you so much, Preet, for all that you said and shared with us today. Thank you so much, Chantra. It was glad interacting with you.